0: Thanks for downloading this podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or
1: used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Yes. Oh, yes. IMSA Radio, your route to American sports car racing. Oh.
0: Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio.
1: Well, good morning everybody and welcome along to our live and exclusive coverage of the Tune United Sports Car Championship, we're in Detroit, Motor City, USA, hello there, Uh, it's John Heindorf with Jeremy Shaw uh, in the booth alongside me at the moment, lovely to be back on this side of the uh, Atlantic and to be working with uh, Jeremy again, Uh, good morning, now I've got to work out which headset you're on,
2: good morning Jeremy, I'm on this one, good morning John, good morning everybody or good afternoon or wherever you are, glad to have you here, It's a Beautiful morning here in uh, Motor City. It's, it's a lot warmer than it's going to be, I actually. Looked at my... Um my uh, phone this morning to look at the weather thing, it said 60 degrees outside it's a lot warmer than that already now, yes, exactly. it's really heating up quickly and uh, I think we're, g- we're, g- we're going to be here for just about every conceivable type of weather condition here this <laughs> weekend uh, but that's kind of normal for this part of the world, but there's a great place to go racing here, here. Yeah, I haven't been
1: here Jeremy for a couple of years, welcome along to IMSA Radio by the way, wherever you are around the world, and don't forget if you're tuned in uh, on IMSA.com uh, there's also the new IMSA app now that is uh, available it's very snazzy indeed and gives you a lot more background information uh, so that if you're on, on the move you can still listen to us uh, but you can also access things like timing and scoring uh, and all kind of uh, other bits and pieces, extra content uh, and that is available at all the good app stores uh, except for BlackBerry obviously but um, everybody else is sort of so Jeremy and I are, are, are working from our normal timing screens No, seriously it's very very good indeed and we were working through it last night uh, having a look at it and it's the perfect companion to what we doing here uh, I haven't been here for a couple of years Jeremy um, obviously in the, in the last years of, of the then American Le Mans series when we came here and then we missed a couple of years because Grandam were here the first thing I notice is obviously it's a different layout of circuit a longer layout of circuit than we used to run in the American Le Mans series because there's that whole long straight that runs down and misses out the lovely little sweepers that went through to what is now turn five here so that's very different and it's,
2: it's created a different character Well, that's very true, and and this race track has gone back and forth between these two different layouts since the very beginning. Uh, The shorter layout was used initially for the races here, and then, I forget what year it was, but after two or three years, they changed uh, to have that long run down to what is now Turn 3, and from from my perspective, it improved the track uh, massively, because although the the section through the trees to what is now Turn 5 was kind of fun, uh, and uh, and a, you know, a bit of a challenge for the drivers because it was very much on edge through there. Uh, there was certainly no place to overtake. Well, now you've got this big, you've got the, the uh, turn one and two, which are great. Uh, sequence of uh, right, right and the left over goes over a little bit of a brow over a little bridge uh, one of the sort of rivers that run through here on the island and then there's a big long straightaway down two turn three and it's a great overtaking place it, it improves the track massively but so they've gone back and forth because when, when Roger Penske reinstituted this race probably what five or six years ago again it was on the short circuit and then a couple of years ago they went back onto the longer one as well I think uh, and it's, it's, it's so much better uh, and, uh, and now more changes again for this year. I mean, it's, got, it's just got better and better and better this event over the, over the many years they've been running it, and it's now absolutely fantastic. I mean, in the old days, the paddock area where, where, the, uh, where the, uh, the the main series was, was parked was just grass, mm. and if it rained, which it did, it was literally ankle-deep in mud. Well, now all that's been paved, it's beautifully done, it's, it's a proper Roger Penske facility now, and they've repaved now for this year mm. a lot of the racetrack too. Uh,
1: including the piece that is literally 6 feet in front of us and the run close, from the last couple of corners we uh, we could not be any closer uh, to the circuit uh, as it stands uh, it, it must be jeremy at uh, this point that this is half a step or a step away from becoming a permanent semi-permanent facility if you like mm. like the yield Villeneuve, actually uh, it it has that feel to it now of a of a sense of being a real racetrack and not something that's put up and taken down every so often
2: yeah I completely agree with you and and, and it, it is now a great race track i mean uh, th- there's there's one really really go op- good overtaking opportunity there's another one another couple that are you know reason reasonable uh, for people to, to have a go to overtake. Uh, so it's, it's a proper racetrack now. It's not just a track to drive around, drive and enjoy because it's a challenge. It's also a, a, dra- a track on which they can actually go racing uh, and uh, you know, m- attempt to make some passes and if it goes wrong they can get away with it. Whereas in the old days it was so, that the the walls were so tight up against the edge of the track particularly on the exits of the corners that if you did make a mistake or somebody made a mistake or two cars got together, they were in the wall Period, end of story. There was no ifs, ands, or buts. But they've done a really, really good job here of opening up a few of the corners mm. and making it now much more of a, what I say, would say a legitimate racetrack. So, yes, I agree with you. It would be wonderful to see this used more than once a year.
1: And perfect, given that Mortar City is the absolute epicenter yeah. of the American mortar industry, hence, yeah. hence the, the name. And with GM just across the, the water here at the Renaissance Center, the Renaissance Center, um, with the GM tower looking. Sp- sparkling this morning as we we drove by it, it would be a perfect place
2: for mm. the u s motor industry to to take ownership of and use it for all kinds of events that 's right and, you know ford's based uh, just just up the road in dearborn and uh and uh, y- y- uh dodge is is uh, is here as well so mm. yeah you know it, it is this is the uh, epicenter of the motoring world, if you like, in North America. Absolutely great. So it might not become the uh, racing capital of the world, but uh, hey, it it shouldn't be too far behind.
1: A lot of work, as Jeremy says, a lot of uh, money being spent here, and and credit to Roger Penske for uh, his efforts in this. This looks really and feels really a different animal from when I was here a few years ago, and we're about to go Live in a few minutes' time, around about 10 minutes' time, for the hour and a half session for free practice one for the Tudor United Sports Car Championship, and that will be live here on IMSA Radio.
0: The Tudor United Sports Car Championship on IMSA Radio.
1: Well, good morning, Uh, good morning, good morning, good morning. It's Handoff, it's Kramer, and it's Shaw. The uh, three of us are back together again uh, here at Detroit Belle Isle in the sunshine. And you're listening to IMSA Radio on a packed weekend for endurance racing with uh, our sister service at Le Mans for the test day on Sunday, which you'll be able to hear over on RadioLe Uh, And there's also a 12-hour race at Zandvoort, or at least a three plus nine, I think, on Friday today and uh, Saturday tomorrow. That's all over on RadioLemon.com. Check the schedule for details. Good morning to all of you around the world uh, as we're getting ready. And I can actually see a bit of the pit lane, Jeremy, and see that we've got cars coming out onto the pit lane for the Tudor United Sports Car Championship.
2: Oh yes, I thought <laughs> You're right, unfortunately I was just looking across the the, the, uh, the road here And our view of the pit lane is, is blocked by a Tudor banner which is rather Yes, but it's a
1: lovely Grand Tour flyback Which would, <laughs> I think, look splendid if the commentators had one of those to keep, to keep time We could
2: really show them off, couldn't we? I think yes. we could, You're absolutely right We're going to
1: be looking at that all weekend Just getting more and more envious of anyone who has one of those lovely uh, Tudor uh, of Geneva watches uh, that is actually the, the very watch that I lust after. And that being there this weekend is going to annoy me intensely. <laughs> can, there's no way you can avoid looking at it either, is it, it, yeah. <laughs> uh, So the cars coming into the pit lane, including, as I can see now, the uh, classic colours of the 58 year Brumos Porsche, Coming off, gentlemen, and Greg Kramer has joined us as well, fresh from uh, his uh, other duties here this weekend, so he's already seen a bit of action this morning. Fresh, Greg, these cars, relatively fresh, from Master Raceway Laguna Sega, a track obviously with a very different atmosphere, a different character, but a, uh, a, circuit that, uh, a circuit that was, again, provided us with excellent racing the last time we were out for the Chile United Sports Car Championship.
0: Superb racing, as it so often does, and they've made some pretty substantial changes as well to the track uh, in certain areas, particularly notable down the uh, long run through this last fast corner onto the uh, onto the front straight. Uh, have repaved it, literally put down some great asphalt, widened the circuit in spots, and uh, I was doing uh, another session. Uh, before that, and in the first session on a track that has been redone, is different. They got to within uh, a 46 one-thousandths of a second of going underneath the track record set last oh, year. Really. So this track is fast, John.
1: I like the l- I like the sound of that. Also, as Jeremy was mentioning earlier on, the. Uh, a couple of the corners has been have been uh, opened out which I think will make for, for better racing uh, and gives, Suddenly, I was talking to some of the prototype drivers yesterday, the guys from Mazda uh, and there's a story there which we'll talk about before we get the green flag in just a few moments time uh, but we're just going to join the PA in a second or two And say good morning to everyone here at uh, Detroit Belle Isle from the guys here at IMSA Radio. I'm John Hindorf, Jeremy Sean, Greg Kramer alongside me. Uh, A track that we've just been discussing for our international uh, listeners uh, and viewers that uh, has changed substantially since the last time I was here and indeed has been improved substantially uh, over the years and uh, just provides us with a fantastic facility. uh, Big stories, then, gentlemen. Uh, let's start with this one, uh, that Mazda and the uh, beautiful dark red P2 Skyactiv diesel uh, is here. But is here, Jeremy, as a singleton entry uh, this weekend?
2: For the future, effectively, I think would be the, be the way to term that one. And, um, you know, they, they certainly struggled on the streets of Long Beach, what was that, last month? Um, It seems like an age ago already, doesn't it? (laughs) But, uh, yeah, you know, they're they're moving forward. They've got all sorts of things in the pipeline. And for this event, just concentrate on the one car. But they will be back with two, uh, potentially uh, looking really, really strong at the uh, six hours of Watkins Glen uh, in a month's time. Well,
0: and they had their best over run at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca and actually led a few laps there. Obviously, you know, they got the uh, the the mileage and the, and the like with that diesel configuration, but those smooth tracks really play into the strengths of that chassis, allows them to, you know, to push a little bit more. And as you said, that car is not really designed yet at this point to be able to deal with a street circuit. I think it's a good move. They, you know, they have the representation here, but then they could take the other car, do some extensive work and, and development on it, and that next race. As you said, Watkins Glen is another track that that car, chassis and the like, should be very, very impressive at.
2: Yeah, that's right. And so I think it's certainly a smart move. I know it'll be disappointing for uh, the, the two guys who are not racing yeah. this weekend for uh, Jonathan Bomberito and Tristan Nunez. You know, they, they, they love, this sort of, they they love these events. They have to
0: bring the big hair car.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm crushed. <laughs> Absolutely crushed. What about you, John? It's a very good. Well,
1: yeah. I have. Go- I have to say, I have got. Gone- very respectful, is it? I have gone to the. Uh, I have gone to the lower downforce, uh, <laughs> getting ready for for Le Mans. I've gone for the lower drag kit, getting ready for for Le Mans in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I had a clip so yesterday as well. I actually. can see that. Yes. Yes.
2: You and Riley was it? Yes. No no no, no. 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 His hair's long. <laughs>
1: Uh, so we're getting ready in a bit of a bath, though. Yeah. <laughs> Riley, if you don't know, by the way, is one of motorsports' most famous dogs. Uh, it's Jeremy Shaw's pooch, and never was a dog better named because he is uh, uh, an absolute. He loves being out in the car. Jeremy's got an old healy that uh, Riley likes to ride around in, uh, and. Um, just such character uh, from the, from that from that pub. Uh,
2: is he in? Uh, Was it Wiggles? No, 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 no. He's at, ho- he's at home. No, he's, mum, mum's at home. So okay, yeah, yeah, no, he he'll be,
1: he'll be listening to you on hims radio. I know he will. be yeah, I yeah. know he cocks an ear every time you speak. Oh, yeah. it's a, I've seen the pictures. It's <laughs> remarkable stuff. So, gentlemen, this morning, an hour and a half. He struggles to understand them too. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, it's, it's laughs> <a, what? laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, it's, right. going it's, Sorry, going the, it's going to be tough crowd today. It's going to be one of those days. As, uh, an hour and a half is what we've got uh, on the clock. Uh, 90 minutes of free practice, effectively, uh, this morning. What are we going to see, gentlemen? It's always difficult to know what to expect here Jeremy in these early sessions but it's a compressed meeting just two days so the guys can't be hanging about can't be sitting around having that last cup of coffee they're out in the pit lane now they've got to be ready to go
2: well they have uh, particularly with the track changes from last year so um, you know it's it's uh it's a steep learning curve to figure out how how different the track is to what it was a year ago. They they picked up a lot of data here last year, uh, and the DP cars were running here a couple of years before that as well, Uh, and so uh, you know, there's uh, there's a lot to learn. How different is this track? How how does it alter the balance of the car? How does it alter uh, the speed you can carry through which corner? So there is an awful lot to learn. Plus, for the PC teams, uh, they weren't here last year, so they've got an even steeper learning curve as well. They're coming from from no data.
0: Yeah, and some a serious couple of streaks here all within one family that are, you know, we're looking at. Think about Wayne Taylor Racing. Mm. Uh, those guys have won the last two, 2013, Jordan winning with Max, and Velli last year the brothers winning, Jordan winning in 2012 in uh, I think it was a Stevenson Motorsports Camaro. Uh, so he's going for a potential four in a row here. If you could pull that off, that was, of course, a GT win. So, I mean, uh, I, I talked to Wayne yesterday, you know, and he was just so excited. He said, he said there's just something about this place that we love. And I said, well, it's probably a Chevy V8 in the back of the Chevy Sports Car Classic weekend. That's a good motivator. Yeah. So, but, uh, green flag, by the way, cars coming up.
2: The, 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 the for, the for, don't forget Ford. You know, Ford with the EcoBoost, they got two cars, mm-hmm. two uh, uh, bullets in their gun this weekend. they got the... The Chip Ganassi Racing with Felix Sabates, the Zero 01 car, Scott Pruitt and Joey Hand—they're going to be strong around here, uh, and also the the Ligier Honda yeah. uh, with—it's um, going to be interesting to watch that as well. So you know, it's it's a good a great variety here. Uh, and uh, I think it's going to be a really good event. And, and, but there is an awful lot to, l- f- to learn for these teams uh, with a relatively lim- limited amount of track time, certainly. But they you know, have got an hour and a half this morning. got another, what is it, hour uh, at around about lunchtime mm-hmm. to get ready for qualifying later on this evening.
0: Yeah, again, as, as you said, John, such a compressed weekend. And let's remember when we talk about that Ligier Honda from Mike Shank Racing, car was wicked quick. Daytona, wicked quick at Sebring. Got to Long Beach really struggled a bit there because that platform is so stiff to manage the arrow. It'd be interesting. I think they're delighted this track has been paved in spots that were bumpy. If
1: it smoothed it out, they're yeah. going to love that. Spoke to uh, some of the master guys and to Mike Shank actually yesterday uh, whilst I was walking through a very good-looking paddock here for the Tudor United Sports Car Championship. And, in fact, all of them seeing that in the old days here, the p- the place from sort of five down to six if you're running a plank on the bottom of the car, which the prototypes do, you had to actually jack the car up to stop yourself wearing the plank yeah. and taking it out of compliance at the end of the race. That's how bumpy it was. It's way smoother now. That said, Mike still very much, Mike Shank still very much playing down mm-hmm. the potential of performance here. He said the car it, it'll be better here, but it's still this is not its circuit. He is looking further ahead to Watkins Glen as we all are, of course, for the six hours, which is the next round of the, the championship, he says the car will work better there, as it did, in fact, uh, when, of course, we were at Mazda Raceway Laguna Sega for the last round. That's, he feels, those types of circuits, is what he feels, uh, are the natural happy hunting ground, if you like, for 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 his car. It looks great, it's in that blue chromium, Uh, Colors again this weekend, and in fact out on the circuit early on as the first of the cars are rumbling past our uh, Our commentary booth here, which is if you've got a track map if you're here at the circuit We're on the start finish straight just after the little right hand kink before the Chevrolet bridge If you're looking at the track map look at the pit lane Take about the middle the middle of the pit lane and then go sort of Halfway back to pit entry and we're pretty much opposite there, I'm trying to work out whose pits we're opposite actually at the moment. As uh, one of the Turner Motorsport BMWs uh, comes into the pit lane, one of the Vipers in uh, as well. Uh, we're, we're opposite the number 14 IndyCar pit, is uh, where we are for you here at, at the track listening yeah, in right on at the very beginning of pit lane, yeah. The
2: yeah,
1: yeah, uh, on 454 even as well. If you've got your scanner, uh, and thanks to uh, Racing Radios and our technical crew for the. Uh, technology to get us out on the airwaves around the circuit around the world at imza.com. this is imsa radio and don't forget the new Imza app up for grabs uh, this weekend absolutely free you'll not be asked to pay for any content and it's available at all good app stores for uh, ios for windows devices and for android devices whatever that means yes <laughs> as, as t- technophobes sit, sitting here going <laughs> internet what's the internet the interweb oh. yes
0: the uh the uh well you know what you say about not being charged for any of the content and it is loaded with content so uh it's it's a great app so make sure you do check it out you know the interesting thing too looking at the rest of the schedule when we're talking about the mike shank racing team this is the last of the Street courses. Yes. Everything else for the remainder of the year, that car should be just dynamite on. So if they can just earn some points here, just stay in it, Mm -hmm. earn some points. Hopefully, you know, for them, if there's some attrition from somebody else or whatever, just be able to move up a little bit uh, for the rest of the year. They should be in, in good, good shape.
1: Normally at this point, we're reminding our viewers and listeners around the world that there are four classes out on the circuit, therefore there are four races this weekend, that is not the case we have three classes this weekend, the GT LM cars are, surprise, surprise doing their thing at LM Uh, that LM would be of course Le Mans, it's the test day on Sunday so uh, rightly, uh, IMSA have given them this race off and uh, they'll be ...back for the rest of the season. So what we have then is the GTD cars... ...which are the, uh, the second class of the GT runners here... ...and some very good cars we have in there... ...including the Dodge Viper, the Porsche 911 GT America... Uh, ...and uh, in fact there was, there was a couple of GT Americas... ...that came across to do the Nürburgring 24 hours... Uh, ...a few weeks ago that we were covering for our sister service... ...and they were very, very competitive indeed... In terms of their speed, and that, remember, is not a GT3 car. That is a car specifically built for the GTD regulations uh, here in the states. We have the LMPC cars, the Oreca Formula Le Mans cars from back in 09 Now, that's a you know that is a venerable chassis, but still doing great work with that rumble of the big Chevrolet engine behind. Both those classes running, in fact, all of our classes this weekend running on Continental tyres. And then at the sharp end of the field. The prototype cars, the Corvette DP, the Leisure GSP2 we talked about for Mike Shank, uh, the Riley DP and of course that Singleton 07 Mazda Motorsports Sky Active diesel car for Tom Long and Joel Miller and we have had gentlemen 13 cars out already uh, which is a good show, I'm trying to work out as they rumble by us, in fact we had all three classes go by us there uh, in the blink of an eye. Just trying to work out who's got some problems. I can see the Flexbox Porsche down there in the pit lane. Uh, the uh, car sitting just on its jacks at the moment. But we have got a good lead. Now, what's interesting, of course, is w- even with 14 cars out, they do seem to be all in a, a wee clump and fighting against themselves. The 44 car, then, of Magnus Racing, John Potter and Andy Lally still sitting on... Pit lane, but uh, pretty much everyone else is going out. Renga van der Schande uh, is quickest. No, he's not, because uh, <laughs> Dane Cameron and Scott Pruitt have just beaten the time. It was a prototype challenge car that I was going to tell you about, but already he is a second away from the fastest time with Scott Pruitt now having gone through in the 0 1 the Chip Ganassi racing with Felix Sabata's Ford Eagle Boost Riley. You were talking about this Ford Eagle Boost engine, Jeremy, and it's been a real success story this season. Ford uh, continuing its association with the prototype category here in the Tudor United Sports Car Championship and and we're waiting for some interesting news for them about their GT programme, we'll hear that in a couple of weeks' time. But, you know, Chip Ganassi coming off... uh, a fantastic battle with the Penske's at Indy in their single seat of their oh, I was gonna say open wheel, I'm not sure Indy cars are open wheel now, but you know what I mean. <laughs> in their single seater <laughs> side of things. There's a real buzz it down in that garage. They know how to race here, they know how to race in this championship. And that Ford Eater boost, Riley, with Joey Hand and Scott Pruitt's got to be considered one of the favourites here.
2: Yeah, I, I think so, absolutely. I mean, you know, two veteran drivers effectively, I mean one one certainly a veteran is Scott Pruitt and Joey Hand he's been around the sport a long time as well, maybe not quite a long Scott, but two really classy guys who have a massive amount of experience and they know how to get the job done. So they will adapt, I'm sure, very quickly to this new uh, track surface here Uh, and the car is expected to be running right at the sharp end of the field. They they struggled last time out at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca uh, which was um, surprising but uh, you know they're going to come back uh, and want to come back strongly here.
0: And one of the strong suits of that car is that EcoBoost package, Mm -hmm. just simply in the fact that you know, we've seen other teams that have worked and, worked and worked and worked and worked and worked to save fuel to try and extend that window a little bit and they still can't stay out longer than that zero one one car it just makes great fuel well, Eagle and boost by bingo.
1: name Eagle boost yeah. by nature yep. uh, it, 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 exactly. is, it is a real story it has been a real story all the way through the uh, ring Van der Schande uh, in a weekend with a 12 hour race out in Sandvort which he is missing he raced there last year uh, is back on top with a PC car. And that's interesting, gentlemen, because that big Chevy engine that is the the spec engine for the prototype challenge uh, is, I mean, it's perfectly suited. Lots of torque, plenty of power, plenty of grunt, Greg, getting off these, these corners here. So it's clearly in its element in what effectively is a tight circuit. You know, we call this a street circuit. I'm not sure you really can now. This is looking like a... A racetrack that just happens to be near to a city. I, I,
2: I think it's a great yeah. lift. Yeah, temporary circuit, I think, might be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and, and,
0: and for a temporary slash street circuit or whatever, it's cons- it's considered to be one of the quicker ones. I yeah, mean, sure. it's got some very, very I good like corners. It. I, I do like too. It. But you uh, make a good point. I mean, you look at Long Beach, you look at when this series has run on some other street tracks. When you've got that sort of bumpy, uh, but more importantly, the tight corners exiting. Onto onto straights, these prototype challenge cars with that torque. Remember, they don't have the aids, they don't have traction control and the like. And yet, those guys that get it right, they because that big torquey V8. And the fact, let's not forget, yes, this may be a spec class, but it is a wicked fast performance spec class. And with the power of these engines, they make good downforce in those chassis. These guys on a
1: street course are very effective. Uh, and let's not forget, Greg, yeah. that. It's, the genesis of the cars yeah. that we're seeing was a P1 car. Oh. <laughs> it was a state-of-the-art, in 09, carbon chassis with a, a variety of engines bolted at the back that wasn't people at that time that was the sharp end of any sports car field in the world now exactly. what Orica did with it was made it into a spec class very cleverly amortised their investment well done here Shonak, he's a past master uh, at that but what it's provided in the American racing scene for the last however many years that we've had them here has been a really cost effective way for drivers teams as well to get into prototype racing. And absolutely it's been is. a great success.
0: Oh, huge success. And it's, and it's been that, that, that perfect interim step uh, for the people that, uh, you know, with IMSA's uh, development series program, uh, you know, that maybe start off, want to try and make their, their career, not just in sports car racing, but maybe more specifically in the prototype ranks, that start off in the prototype lights category. This PC prototype challenge category is that great interim step to allow them as you said john on a relatively cost-effective basis to step up into the tudor series proper run prototypes learn that uh, downforce now with much more horsepower before they step into a full-on prototype it's been extremely successful and we've seen a lot of the drivers that uh, including now in that mazda program in in prototype right up there
2: at Yeah that's right it, that's it's a stepping stone isn't it from the the Cupita's prototype lights championship powered by Mazda up into the Tudor United Sports Car Championship and you, you can m- move now straight into, into PC and then ultimately perhaps up into, into the prototype category as well. So yeah, it's a great stepping zone uh, and it produces some just tremendous racing that PC class is, well, is and one I mean, of the highlights of the o- weekend for and sure. And
0: oftentimes the qualifying sessions that oh. those guys put on are some of the most yeah. entertaining yeah. Of, that, of the
1: entire week.
2: That right there is down
1: the Continental tyres. Yeah, Because ever since they took on building the tyres, and I use that word advisory, building and engineering the tyres for that class and subsequently the prototype class as well, everyone has mentioned how consistent those Mm tyres are and what little drop-off in performance there are from the first lap out of the pits to the last lap. And indeed, have we not seen, gentlemen, qualifying sessions out there where the guys go out there and whether they're 15 or 20 minutes, they just go out and pound round and pound round and get faster and faster. Reminiscent for me of what would now be called old-fashioned qualifying sessions where the last man across the line, as the track was developing and the fuel load is burning off, has the best chance of getting pole position. And it's not often we see that anymore in any category, Jeremy.
2: No, that's right, because the the tyres are are, uh, the ultimate best for... You know, two, three, four, maybe five laps at the very most, and then there's a bit of a drop off on the uh, performance of the tyres. But uh, no, with these continental tyres in the PC cars in particular, they are super, super consistent. And yeah, the core session is just tremendous. It's down to who is the last guy out on the track with the most rubber laid down and the lightest fuel load, and off he goes and lays one down.
1: We're on social media here. Our jokes about being technological dinosaurs are only partly true. At Specutainment or at At IMSA Radio, of course. And Dan Hansel has already been to the Windows app store and downloaded the United Sports Car uh, app and is already impressed with the level of information that he's getting. Bonus points, he says, have been on the Windows store. It's also on Android and iOS so if you haven't done that already and you're listening around the world on IMSA Radio, the opportunity to get the uh, background of what's going on, uh, including all sorts of additional and exclusive content, as well as timing and scoring and stories from the series. Well, gentlemen, we've had 22 cars uh, out uh, on the circuit, which is good news because I think that that is about everybody who's out. Oh, no, 23 I've got on the right somebody work out who it is because it's beyond my ken clearly <laughs> um of what's going on here's how it stands it's the top three being prototypes with the zero one of scott pruitt uh, leading them out that is the chip ganassi ford EcoBoost boost riley richard westbrook always at the sharp end of things whatever he drives in the number 90 that's the uh it's the it no, is it the Mazda. no it's not no, no,
0: no it's no, the no, number sorry. 60 the mike shank <laughs> <laughs> racing
1: Is it? That is a good call. Very good call. Uh, And in third position, Shah Barbosa.